Hi, this is Janine from the Get the Funk Out Show, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Good morning, I'm Janine. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I hope everyone is hanging in there, staying safe, and staying well. Before we kick off the show, here is my one-minute little tip for staying mentally, physically, emotionally strong to get you through this. I reached out to someone I hadn't spoken to in a long time, a wonderful woman. We had a great conversation, and we just caught up. I had been thinking about her for a long time. I had put it off calling her. I had emailed, I didn't hear back, and I thought, I'm just going to get her phone number. We both were so happy to connect because it had been several years, and especially right now, now's the time to think of anybody by reaching out to them, not texting, no emojis, but actually making a phone call or even making a Zoom call. So do something really nice for someone else. It'll make them feel good, make you feel good as well. Before we kick off the show, I do want to say that the conversation you're about to hear is not for uh, G-rated. It's more for, let's say, a PG audience. So if you have young children, you're going to want to listen another time. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jason Mendelson. It's a very, very meaningful, touching conversation of resilience and staying strong. This morning, I'm in conversation with Jason Mendelson. We're going to talk about his incredible cancer story and his mission to positively educate and support other families impacted by HPV-related oral cancer. Jason is also part of the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance, whose spokesperson was on the show a few weeks back, Rob Paulson, who is spreading awareness, prevention, and support. Okay, it is my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Jason Mendelson calling in from Florida. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? Good. We were chatting a little bit. As you know, my show is called Get the Funk Out. And, you know, when I heard about you and your story, which I want you to share with the listeners, I thought, oh, my gosh, what a story of resilience. Thank you. Could you jump into what happened in whatever detail you want? Okay, so here's the short story, and I can always add to it. When I was... 44, which was six years ago, back 2014, I was taking a financial exam for the industry that we're in. I put my hand on my face to ponder a question, moved my hand down to my neck and felt a small bump. I'm a guy who shaves every day, every other day. Yeah. Never saw the bump before, never noticed it. Immediately went to my doctor, my dad, who is a physician, said, what's this? He said, let's call the ENT. This was a Thursday. He said, you don't smoke, you don't drink a lot. Come see me in a few weeks. I'm a guy that goes to the doctor, so I was there on Monday, just a few days later. They put me on 10 days of antibiotics and steroids. They said, in a slight chance this doesn't go away, let's immediately schedule you for a needle biopsy and CAT scan. I'll be honest with you, I had lost a ton of weight on Weight Watchers on the app. I was feeling awesome, and I thought nothing of it okay. when they told me about that. I um, went on medication, flew to the Keys with my wife and friends that two days later, Ran the equivalent of a 5K Sunday. Went Whoa. to D.C. where I lobbied on Capitol Hill. Wednesday, flew home. Thursday, had a CAT scan. Friday, had a needle biopsy. Monday, found out I had stage 4 oh. HPV tonsil cancer. What? I never even heard of this, Jason. Had you? Yeah. <laughs> HPV yeah, tonsil so, cancer? Yeah. Yeah, let me explain to you. So I was you know, 44 at the time. 
dad's a doctor. I knew everyone that had breast cancer, prostate cancer, every other cancer on the planet. Never heard of it. I knew HPV had something to do with cervical cancer, and I knew at the right. time that, you know, I, I knew a little bit about it. I knew it was the most common sexually transmitted disease, so I knew stuff. Yeah. But I had never heard of tonsil cancer um, and then did a ton of research, and that's where, you know, what I'm sure we're going to talk about comes from. But, um, yeah, I was honestly devastated. I'm, I don't know if this is too early in this discussion to tell you about my family. No, please do. But, so I'll give you a little background about us because it will put into perspective um, what took place. So do you know the, I don't know if you're old enough, but do you know the Waltons from years ago, John Boy, the, the, they all lived Yes, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I know the show, yes. I think you're way young probably compared to me, but I am. Um, and then do you know my Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes. So if you take my Big Fat Greek Wedding, meld it with the Waltons and then sprinkle Judaism on top, <laughs> that's my family. <laughs> That's my family. My brother literally is my next door neighbor. My twin sisters live five minutes from me, and my parents do as well. And we're in a family business where we all work together and travel two to three times a month all over the country together. So we're a tight-knit, close family. Oh, my gosh. um, Parents, both living, siblings, spouses, kids. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get diagnosed with cancer, feeling great. Oh. And and I can just tell you, and and I've been telling my story for a long time now, and it brings tears to my eyes. I get choked up, but I get diagnosed. I find out that I'm going to have to go through chemo and radiation surgery, and I ended up making videos to my kids saying goodbye. Oh, Jason. That, oh, my gosh. I have kids, so, yeah. You know, let me explain to you. I made, I, I made them... My wife and kids were sleeping one night, starting treatment, and I the, the videos went something like this. One day you're going to get married. I'm not going to be there. This is what's important. And I made the videos over and over and over again, thinking <sighs> that if this is the last thing that my kids hear from me, and these are the life lessons I'm trying to share with them because I speak to my parents literally every day right now Mm -hmm. and have my whole life I want it to be perfect and so again which we'll get to the reason I share my story and the reason I'm passionate about it is that if I can stop other parents from ever having to make videos to their kids it drives me to, to have conversations like this as often as possible because Unless something's changed, this is the only preventable cancer, you know, through having a vaccine. And that's what made me passionate about it. I thought I can save the lives of generations of boys and girls to come. If their parents hear my story, they go speak to their kid's pediatrician or family practice doctor. And again, I think, you know what, if there was a vaccine that would protect my daughter from ever getting breast cancer, I'd give it to her in three seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. There was one that would protect my sons from ever getting prostate cancer. I'd give it to them in three seconds. But because this has a little bit to do with, you know, an aura about it regarding sex, because people think sex from HPV, which which is what has stopped people. And so now I'm sure you understand that most people are now focused on this can protect your kids from cancer, not focusing on the aspect of HPV and sex. 
Anyway, that's wow. a little bit. Was that too too much? No, I just I'm just blown away. I had chills. The thought of you making these videos for your kids. Weren't you in shock thinking, how did I get HPV tonsil cancer? Well, so I'm going to say this to you, and if this is a G-rated show, please forgive me. But so, th- so I get this cancer diagnosis. I've never heard of it. I've never had a friend diagnosed with it. Although, you know, ironically, the only question I get, the main question I get asked by people worldwide is, is this what Michael Douglas had? And I always tell people it's the one thing that he and I have in common outside of our love for Catherine Zeta-Jones, <laughs> like I say it all the time. But so I realized, I did some research and found out that three out of four adults by 30 have HPV. Three out of four adults by 30, mm-hmm. 62% of freshmen in college, and men between 40 and 60 are the most highly diagnosed with HPV-related or pharyngeal cancer, which is a term I never heard of, or pharyngeal cancer, which is tongue, throat, and tonsil cancer decades after being exposed. So I learned that through oral sex with a woman when I was in college, I likely got exposed to the virus. Mm-hmm. Out of 100 people that get exposed, around two out of 100, their body doesn't fight off the virus. And it can lay in the crypts of the throat for decades and then surfaces cancer. And wow. so I didn't know I That's what I learned about. Okay. And I never heard about it. Yeah. And so... You know, yeah, it was shocking. It was, you know, calling my insurance agents and saying, can you make sure that my policies are an automatic draft? And they're like, Jason, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Because they had seen me recently and I looked perfectly healthy. I'm like, just got diagnosed with cancer and I'm the one that handles the finances. And can you please make sure that these policies don't lapse? My wife and kids will need them mm-hmm. if I pass away. Yeah, it was, you yeah. know, it's a crazy diagnosis. It's pretty common like now for me and maybe we'll get to that I don't know I don't want to lead you I know you're leading me but I get you know two to four people from all over the world reach out to me probably weekly you do saying that they two to four people a week amazing I get they go to my website and yeah they say they found a bump on their neck Mm -hmm. or there's something with their throat and they did research and found my website Um, and again I know this isn't about me I mean I'm president um, of my family business which is called Asher Group not that that matters but from our family business. Wait, wait, back up. I was going to wait. I was going to ask you. So, what is your family business? So, we appraise life insurance for a living. Mm-hmm. So, meaning, I don't know. This will be very sexy to you, although we like the family business. We've had it almost eighteen years. So, imagine your parents have life insurance. They no longer need it or want it. Everybody knows that you can surrender a life insurance policy for the cash, or you can let it lapse by not paying it. Yeah. Another option is to appraise it and sell it. To a pension fund like you would sell a home, jewelry, or artwork. Okay. So our family business is to represent policy owners who want to sell. We're not a buyer. If you ever watch TV, if you watch you know, Fox News or CNN or CNN or Fox, whichever, mm-hmm. there's a company on TV that says, if you don't want your life insurance, call us. Yeah. We're not a buyer. We represent the sellers to get them the most money we possibly can. So that's our family business. Got it. Okay. Whew. How long did it take you? Are you in remission or is it completely gone or where are you with your health? So it's gone. So it's gone. So I had a radical tonsillectomy, which if you know anything about having a tonsillectomy, I do. Tonsillectomy when you're adult, yeah. it's painful. Yeah, I was 19. So it's horrible. <laughs> right. So this is a radical tonsillectomy, which is, means it's like what you had, but more. Oh my gosh. I then had, at the same time, I had a neck dissection. So 42 lymph nodes removed from my neck. So I have a scar that runs from the bottom of my right ear to the center of my throat. 
it used to be really thick and not very attractive. My dad's a dermatologist, so I use a bunch of scar cream. So some people say they can't see it. And if it was appropriate, I'd FaceTime you, you could look at it. But, um, and then I had seven weeks of chemo, radiation, and a feeding tube. Um, I had radiation five days a week. I don't know if you know a lot about radiation to the throat. I don't. Do you mind if I, do you mind if I describe it? No, it's okay. They make you a mask that fits your head with your mouth open. They clip your head down to a table, like so you lay on your back, your head is clipped down, and then you have radiation, then you have radiation, which is targeted to the base of your throat, and and I had it five days a week, five to eight minutes at a time for seven weeks. On Thursdays, I had radiation, excuse me, I had chemo, which started right after radiation, and that entire process lasted around seven hours. Oh my gosh. Where you, where you get like, you know, they weigh you, they take your blood, they then flush your kidneys, chemo for an hour and a half, and then flush your kidneys. By the time you're done, it's like seven or eight hours. Excuse me, Jason. Did you have a moment of panic? Like, I know years ago I had to have back surgery and I had a moment of panic going into just an MRI. Did you, were you, were you strong or were you panicked at the beginning of this? So, you know, it's really, really very scary. I was, Strong in that I'm a guy who was raised by a father who didn't have great health, and he always raised us to be mentally strong mm-hmm. and not to complain and to do things. But I was scared because I had never known anyone to go through it. Yeah, like I've known people that have cancer, but I wasn't actually with them as they were going through the treatment. And so all of a sudden, I'm sitting in a row of people getting chemo. All of a sudden, I'm the one isolated in a room with my head clipped down getting radiation where people step out of the room because they don't want to, you know, have the side effects of radiation. I have a scar every morning. You know, there's, um, and I, I'm not very good with music, but uh, is it Melissa Etheridge? Mid- Melissa Etheridge. I can't what her name is. Melissa Etheridge. She's the one, so she has a song about running, and I think it's breast cancer. When you look in the mirror, you see the scar every day. Mm-hmm. Just got choked up. Can I tell you? Not, I don't think I've ever actually told that story because I walk around my leg, and that's one of the songs I listen to. But so every that's day great. I brush my teeth or I wash my face, yeah. I see the scar that runs from the bottom of my ear to the center of my throat. So, you know, at the time I needed to be strong because I was not going to let my kids, my twins at the time were 11, my son was six. I didn't want them to be worried that their dad was going to die, right? That's enough stress being a kid. Right. It's true. My, um, my wife's biggest job, my wife's a rock star, my wife's biggest job um, at the time was to keep, shield my kids from me. And so when I, what I mean by that is I was in bed 18 hours a day for a month. That's a Side long time. radiation were, you know what, I always tell people, I mean, again, if you want to smile, I always tell people the best part about that was that I got to watch seven years of Lost in two and a half weeks, uh. um, which was a lousy ending that show. But, um, you know, it, it was a long time to feel weak where you couldn't walk steps where I was gagging and choking 20 to 40 times a day because the saliva got so thick from the radiation that I couldn't swallow it, so I'd have to spit it out. You know, when you think of dehydration, mm-hmm. you think of throwing up or having diarrhea or um, sweating. Yeah. So I wasn't doing any of those, none of those three things. You know, I would go to bed at night and I'd wake up an hour and a half later fully dehydrated because the third-degree burns in my throat were sucking the fluid from the inside out. So... I can just Gosh. I have seven insurers a day, two Gatorades a day through a feeding tube. Those, you know, it was probably like three to four weeks of real hell of what I'm describing to you. The whole crazy thing for me, you know, I felt the bump in April, diagnosed in May, last treatment 
August 11th, 2014. Again, back to, you know, why did I go public? People always ask me or ask my wife, wouldn't it be easy just to survive cancer and move on? And I'm cancer-free, by the way. You asked earlier, was it remission? Yeah. Um, it's considered cancer-free because, you know, had more clear margins in the, in the tumor or in the surgeries and then more than five years out. But at the end of the day, if you can stop another boy or girl or man or woman from going through the hell that I just described to you, I feel obligated based on yeah. being raised as a good person by great parents to share my story from the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with someone the other day in um, Botswana and I deal with people all over the world. And I always figure, you know what, are boys and girls in Africa less important than boys and girls in Canada or the U.S. or somewhere in the Middle East? I don't think so. And so... I have a goal of having my cancer story shared in as many languages as possible on all seven continents to save lives worldwide. And that's why, you know, I joined the Heading Up Cancer Alliance where I serve on the executive board and I'm helping develop the ambassador program. There's great doctors Wonderful. in that organization. Right there, you know, we have Head Neck Cancer Awareness Week normally in April and they do a lot of screenings and helping patients and transportation assistance to, to treatment. But the reason I bring all that up is the reason I found that wonderful organization. And again, that's headandneck.org, by the way. It's mm-hmm. website, Head. I put it up on my blog. And it's all to help, you know, people just like you. I'm sure you're a great person. Well, if you've never heard, you know, that boys get this or that men are the most highly diagnosed or, hey, the vaccine can protect my son and daughter, not just my daughter, I just feel like it's my obligation. Mm-hmm. I, have, I don't make money from Wait, I have a question. I, that, I, I wait, hold on, hold on. I have a question. You're talking about the vaccination from Merck, correct? I am. Okay. Still? Are there side effects that you know so of? Here's the thing. Yeah. The short answer is, are there anti-vax people that tell you it's the worst thing on the planet? Yes, because they don't like any vaccines. Are there people in, that have said they've had some issues? I'm sure there are because there's people that say that about every vaccine. But my son and daughter are 18. My son is 12. All three of them have had the shot, the shots, right? Two before the age of 15. Got it. And no side effects. Does the shot, would the, one of the shots really hurt? Yeah, I think it's the second one or the third one. I, you know, if you're over a certain age, you have to have three. We have burned, but if you ask me, have there ever been people that have had problems? I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. But are there, is it a fraction of the people? Yes. Do I know the exact numbers? No, because I'm not a doctor, so I always tell people speak to their kids' doctors. If you said to me, hey, Jason, is it worth, even if one in a gazillion people has a problem, do you recommend the vaccine? Or people, I say, you know what, I recommend people talk to their doctor because I would not want anyone that has the ability not to end up with what I went through, a radical tonsillectomy, neck dissection. Right. I get Charlie horses in my neck every day when I floss my teeth from surgery and from radiation, if I ever need a tooth extracted, I need to go into a hyperbaric chamber before because you could have, you know, um, less blood to the jawline from radiation. So would I ever want someone to wake up gagging and choking 20, 40 times a month? You know what I mean? Like, I, think I get it. Worse. Yeah, I get it. The risk. You have to weigh it. You want to protect your kids from cancer? I mean, so at the end of the day, if your kid ends, if your kid ends up with cancer and you could have protected them, is it worth that discussion? I gotcha. That's the way I look at it. I have one more question, then we have to wrap up. But you yeah. mentioned they took out a ton of lymph nodes. What is it like? Yeah. Is your life impacted by the lack of these lymph nodes? And what can you can you or cannot do? So, you know what? I am addicted to my Peloton bike. I work out all the time. Uh, not all the time, but I work out like a normal guy who works out. I can drink alcohol. I can eat pizza. I can do everything. But the first few years, I had to sip a lot of water because my mouth was really dry. 
but there's really nothing today that I can't do. I can't eat really spicy food. Like, I can eat Mexican food, but not just ultra spicy. But outside of that, my life is pretty normal. Good. That's wonderful. I mean, honestly, it's really normal. And so when I talk to people, I always say it's all temporary to give them hope because the three to four months of hell are hell. Yes. But once you get through that, you know, life gets back to normal. Unbelievable. So where can people find out more about you, Jason? I started a website, supermanhpv.com. So superman, then the letters hpv.com. Mm-hmm. Just so we're clear, no one thinks I'm a, I, I don't think of myself as a superhero, nor am I arrogant. My friends call me Superman during chemo and radiation. That's great. I am at headandnet.org where I'm on the executive board, and then I have Twitter, and I have a Facebook, Superman HPV. And the goal is really to give people hope that if they get diagnosed, they'll be okay, to let them know that, you know, just information about the vaccine and about HPV. And it's not something to be embarrassed about because three out of four adults by 30 have it. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I would say my Superman HPV website would be the main place along with my Facebook page. But I do have um, Instagram and Twitter that I'm starting to do more with. Fantastic. I had Rob Paulson on a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about this as well. Yeah, he is awesome. He is. What a great ambassador. He's, He's fantastic. I hope I'm doing a fraction of what he's able to do. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. I appreciate you being so candid and honest. What a road you went down, and I just appreciate you sharing, you know, your journey. You know what? I appreciate you allowing me to be on the show. And if there's anything else I can do, if anyone reaches out to me, I will 100 get back to them. But I really, really value that you care to share my story because I really hope it saves lives. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,